Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way for the Cowboys 2021 season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. How about that Cowboys win versus the New England Patriots? That was definitely something. We'll talk about it all. Some good news, some bad news as well, because Dak Prescott met the media in a walking boot. We'll talk about that as well. Shout out to Stevie Mack, who is in the chat, reminding you to hit the like button. And of course, share the stream if you are pumped up about this Cowboys win. Shout out to Carlos Holloway, who is also saying like, hopefully Dak is okay. He was in a walking boot. We'll talk about it all here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's begin the show officially. Since more of you are already here, let's get ready to start the show officially. Hit the like button and share the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. The Cowboys won. They beat the New England Patriots 35-29 to in what was a closer game maybe than many of us expected. Maybe not closer, but it was way more dramatic than many of us would have thought and would have imagined. The fact that Mac Jones and the Patriots got this team to overtime was very impressive to me. The game was definitely not a clean one for the Cowboys. A lot of mistakes to clean up, a lot of penalties. Listen, I agree with Stevie Mac when he says, screw the refs. The refs were had a bad performance, on, in my opinion, on the field today. However, I will say this. Also, the Dallas Cowboys did commit a lot of the penalties that they were called for. Definitely not every single one of them. And definitely the officiating, especially in the first half, was favoring the Patriots heavily. But there were some penalties that the Cowboys simply could not get away from. And it played a big impact on the game because of that. Michael Parsons, for example, did pull that horse collar. Trevon Diggs did throw that hand, which we complained about last week when talking about Kadarius Tony, for example, with the Giants. It was the same kind of mistake. So there were a lot of mistakes that the Cowboys definitely have to clean up. And it was not only about the refs being terrible at their job, in my opinion, which they were. However, things kind of evened out towards the end of the game there with that Anthony Brown play, in my opinion, should have been a flag, wasn't in overtime. And it ended up playing in the favor of the Dallas Cowboys. The most frustrating thing about the flags, though, and the officiating was Dak Prescott's touchdown in the quarterback sneak on third down. Like, in my opinion, there is simply no way that you can take a look at that play and reach the conclusion that Dak Prescott was not inside the end zone. As Ted Guyan said on Twitter, two-thirds of Dak Prescott's body are inside 
and he doesn't really lose the football. So that was the mo most frustrating thing about the refs, in my opinion, this game, especially because it had already happened to the Cowboys on that Monday night football matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was a big play, too, because the fumble comes up next. And this was a one-possession game that got to overtime. And you don't know what would have happened if the, if the refs called that touchdown. Because that was clearly a touchdown, in my opinion. Now, it is one of those plays. Here's the most, here is what, what gets me and what makes me mad. I understand not overturning it on replay. Because I understand... If the refs go, you know what? I think it was a touchdown. I think we messed up that one. But we cannot overturn it because there is no conclusive evidence, right? I understand that. However, it, the, the, the thing that is so wrong about this is that it was not called a touchdown on the field. Because it was very clear. To be honest, it was very clear. Now, here's the second part that makes me mad at this play is that if you don't reach a conclusion on that play, if you don't see enough on the replay to overturn it, in my opinion, we did not see enough to overturn the fourth down quarterback sneak, which ended up being a fumble for the Cowboys. I think it was a fumble, but it was not called a fumble on the field, but that one got overturned. Listen, that was the one that was the, the few one of the few things that really really got under my skin. Other than that, I do think that the Cowboys made a lot of penalties and mainly it was their fault. Connor Williams towards the end of the game shooting the Cowboys on their foot. Dak Prescott bailed him out at once, but it was a frustrating, you know, thing to watch. The top half of Dak's body was in the end zone, says Dell Prime. And I and I not only agree with Dell Prime, I think that it was even more than half of Dak Prescott's body. I think it was closer to 66% of his body. The sad thing is that it has happened to Dak multiple times this season already, says TV Mac. No doubt that really sucks. What is up, Gary? Over at Facebook, I saw the game and the refs made a bad call. I, I agree with that. There were also some bad calls the Patriots' way, especially in the second half. So I think that things did even out throughout the 60 minutes of the game. Frank coming in with a big-time stat, which is very important. He says, Prescott threw for 445 yards. And in case you have not seen this stat yet, those are the most yards ever thrown versus a Bill Belichick-coached defense. So shout-out to Dak Prescott. Of course, total passing yards are a huge volume stat. And... It, you need to take into account context. But Bill Belichick's career has been a long one. So it's still a big-time achievement, in my opinion. And how about, you know, CeeDee Lamb? And actually, we should start the questions, sec the, the questions on tonight's show. I would ask you, Dak Prescott, by the way, injured, before we get into the question, Dak Prescott suffered an injury. It is a calf strain, right calf strain. We don't know how serious it is yet. We will know more tomorrow. Fortunately, the Cowboys have a bye week coming up. And Dak Prescott did meet the media in a walking boot. So maybe cause for concern there. Dak Prescott said that he promised he was okay and that he, should, he would have been able to keep playing if he had to. But the injury came in the final play of the game. And calf strains can be very difficult for football players. So we'll have to wait. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it is not serious. Because the Cowboys 
uh, we're not ready to miss Dak Prescott again. We're not ready for him to miss even a single game once again, especially not now that the Cowboys are on a five-game winning streak. No one wants to see that. And here is where the question comes in, because honestly, that's all we know about the Dak Prescott injury. Again, we'll, we'll know more tomorrow. Calf strains, it depends completely on the severity of, of the injury. Del Prime says Dak should be fine. He has two weeks to recover. And I, I, I agree. He, I, I think and I believe, I want to believe that he will be okay. But honestly, we probably will not know for real until the MRI. Because since it is a strain, it, it really depends on how severe it is. And we won't know that until the MRI results come back for the Cowboys. So maybe, so maybe Monday or even Tuesday, we'll have to wait on that front. But the good news is the Cowboys do have the bye week. However, what a game by Dak Prescott. And I need to ask you guys, what is one word to describe Dak Prescott's performance? Started off a little bit, again, a little bit, um, what's the word? With the jibs, again, like he did versus the Giants. Some mistakes there. A, a pick in the end zone, which was his fault, in my opinion. The interception on, on the end zone. He got the, the fumble at the end of the day. If you are going to put the blame on somebody for fumbling the football, it's probably the fumbler. However, he got it right. He got things right. He kept trusting his receivers. Even Cedric Wilson, every receiver that made a mistake on this game, Dak Prescott gave them another chance. He drove the, the ball down the field. He was patient versus a Patriots secondary that was doing their job. He was good. Dak Prescott was great on this game. And honestly, by now, the Dak Prescott hate should be completely vanquished, I believe. Like, Dak Prescott hate within the Cowboys Nation fan base should not exist anymore. This is a guy who has been able to prove to the fan base that he's able to overcome adversity again and again. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter if you're on Foxborough, if you are playing a Bill Belichick coach defense. I love that the Cowboys put the ball and put the game on his hands towards the end of the game. You know, they stopped the Patriots, and we thought that they were going to play for the field goal maybe, but we did not want them to play for the field goal. Finally, Dak Prescott got things right and threw that touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb, walk it off in dramatic fashion. This was, I think, that the best answer that we've gotten yet is Unrelentless by TC on drums. Val Valentine will go with awesome, extraordinary, says Maria uh, Del Prime and Maria Martinez says determined. I also like that answer as well. Great win for, for the Cowboys. And I do think that Dak Prescott had an MVP performance today versus the New England Patriots. 445 yards, three touchdowns. Could have been more touchdowns, by the way. Could have had another rushing touchdown, for example. Uh, what is up to Cowboys Corner? <laughs> Make sure ADC Sports gives you this in cash. You're always putting in work late. Keep it up. Thank you to Cowboys Corner. I appreciate you. Thank you for the donation and the comment. I, I will let them know. I'm kidding. Uh, what is up? Cowboys showed up today. Seven interceptions for Trevon Diggs. Diggs had a big moment and a bad moment. And even though a lot of people are putting a lot of blame on Trevon Diggs, for that big play he allowed after the pick six. 
What is Demonte Cassie doing on that play? I really do not understand because you understand why Trevon Diggs moved the way that he did, right? He was maybe getting out of Cassie's way. He was maybe going for the football. We'll know more when the All-22 drops. But, like, Trevon Diggs' movements on that play, even though he, he got beat in coverage, at least they make sense. Like, you can put that into context and say, okay, this is what Trevon Diggs was doing. You cannot say the same about... You can definitely not say the same about Demonte Cassie. I don't know where he was going. Cassie has been good for the Cowboys this year, but that was a bad moment for the free safety of the Dallas Cowboys, and he was completely lost on that on that play. Dix, consulate, old pro. Dix is going to the Pro Bowl, says Dell Prime. Definitely. Trevon Dix continues to establish himself as a legit defensive player of the year candidate. After three weeks... Four weeks, five weeks, I was kind of expecting Trevon Diggs, Defensive Player of the Year hype, to go down because we talked about this on the show. The voters of these awards are media people, and media people like the stats. And to me, it was unlikely for Trevon Diggs' interceptions to keep coming and keep coming. And I just expected maybe a defensive end like Miles Garrett or Aaron Donald to rack up a lot of sacks and ended up and end up beating Trevon Diggs for the award at the end of the year. That might still happen. However, right now, I mean, can you bet on Trevon Diggs not getting interceptions anymore? Maybe it happens when quarterbacks stop throwing his way. But it is interesting because since he is still allowing some plays every game or or and maybe getting some penalties called versus him against him, excuse me. Maybe quarterbacks are still going to risk throwing at number seven. So maybe those, those picks are going to, to keep coming, I believe. Trevon Diggs, man, a lot of interceptions right now. He's a, deep, a defensive player of the year candidate. I, I do think that is the case for the Cowboys. What is up, Charles Moore over at Facebook saying, we need to settle down early in games. We need to clean up the first 10 minutes of the game. We will be fine, though. Especially here is why. And this brings us to the title and the headline of the video on why I think that the Cowboys actually managed to outcoach Bill Belichick. I think they were able to do it. And listen, the Patriots got the early lead versus the Cowboys. And I kind of struggled with some decision-making by Mike McCarthy on this game, even though I liked other decisions. I liked going for it on fourth and one. Even when the Cowboys failed to convert it, that was the right call. And in my opinion, it was very clearly the right call. The success rate for fourth and ones right now in the NFL is very high. Teams should not be afraid to go for it in those situations. However, challenging that play to me was just very dumb. When the refs called it short, did not even put the, pull the chains out to measure the sticks I, I did not like Mike McCarthy throwing that red flag. Definitely did not enjoy that. And I was complaining about it a lot on Twitter. But I still like the decision to go for it on fourth and one. Then I hated the decision not to go for it when the Cowboys decided to kick a field goal attempt instead for 51 yards that Greg Sorlane in, ended up uh, missing. I did not like that decision at all. However... Man, did the Patriots leave a lot of opportunities on the field? The Patriots were constantly 
not going for it, deciding to punt the football. And I relate that to Charles' comment right now on Facebook because he said we need to settle down on early in games. Like I, I feel like Bill Belichick really, really messed this one up at some points of the game. And I'm not taking credit away from the Cowboys. I, I'm just saying if we were on the other fan base, if we rooted for the Patriots, we would be absolutely killing Bill Belichick for being that conservative on fourth down. At one point, they had fourth and one on their own 35-yard line, down uh, up by four points. They decided to punt the football. This is when Luke Gifford actually blocked the, field, the punt attempt. According to Ben Baldwin's fourth down decision bot, which gives you the win probabilities for each decision, the recommendation was a strong go for it. And it meant 3.4 win probabilities lost for the Patriots to not go for it on fourth and one. And then you had fourth and four at the 46 when they were down by three. And they also punted the football instead of going for it. And that costed them 2.2% win probability on that play alone. I want to see the, the final numbers. But the Patriots left a lot of potential points or even potential plays on that football field today and not every year you're going to not every week excuse me you're going to have those coaches making those calls all the respect to Bill Belichick of course I'm not killing Bill Belichick as a head coach overall but I think that his fourth down decision making on this game was really garbage it, it was very bad for the Patriots it, it could have cost them the game like if again if this was a Patriots show we would be talking about this and only this. Yet the Cowboys were aggressive on third down, on fourth down towards the end of the game. They played for the touchdown instead of the field goal. The Cowboys were ridiculously efficient in early down passing. They were moving the ball very well when throwing the football on first down and second down. Not so much when running it, but they drew the ball very well on this game. And we talked about Bill Belichick being that coach that takes something away from your offense. And apparently, since especially since they were a bottom 12 rush defense coming into this game, apparently they put their focus on stopping the run, which they were able to do, actually, versus the Cowboys offense. But the passing game was non-stop by the Cowboys. They made some mistakes, but other than that, Heck, at one point it was third and 25, and Dak Prescott found CeeDee Lamb deep. The game ended up in a walk-off touchdown. CeeDee Lamb went for 149 yards in nine catches. Ah, it was crazy. I believe that the Cowboys also left a lot of points on yards on this game that they could have capitalized, says Val Valentine. And I agree with that, but I will say that... Beyond that fourth and one call in which the Cowboys decided to kick the field goal attempt for 51 yards instead of going for it, that decision I did not like. Other than that, I think that the decision making in fourth down was not bad at all. I think that the Cowboys' miscues on offense this game versus the Patriots were more about execution than coaching. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I do feel like the miscues came because of execution. The interception... The fourth down QB sneak in which Dak Prescott fumbled the football. Some other mistakes. 
even a touchdown with Cedric Wilson. So Jonathan Jones made a great play on that one. Let me see if I should connect this to the if I if I should plug this to the computer to avoid any connectivity issues. We were doing just fine. I don't know what happens, man, from time to time. I don't know if it's the, the weather. We have a lot of wind right now where I'm at and rain. So maybe it has to do a little bit with that. I think we're fine now, though. Uh, I'm not sold on our head coach, says Bal Ballantin. I defended Mike McCarthy this week on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. There are some decisions that I have not liked about this football team. But overall, I think that Mike McCarthy deserves more credit than he's getting right now after a 5-1 start. Don't forget, says Stevie Mack, that the Cowboys are already three games up in the division. Another thing to celebrate. Not only that, not only that, but I have, I have mentioned this before and I will again. Let me open it up real quick. But the NFL published a, a study on what record will be good enough to make this year's NFL playoffs. Now, these are only probabilities. They are not definite. According to this study, starting 5-1 means that you have an 85% probability of winning your, of, of making the playoffs, excuse me. A 5-1 record also means a 58% probability of winning the division. And it also means a 22%, which is high for week, uh, for week 6, excuse me. A 5-1-1 record means 22% probabilities of actually winning the top seed in the conference. So, hey, this is what the Cow Dallas Cowboys should be thinking about right now. We talked about this uh, before the Thursday night football game. Of course, the Eagles ended up losing. But I was talking about how we should be rooting for the Eagles to actually win versus Tampa, versus the Rams, and versus these sort of teams. Uh, referees are trash, says Gene, and we seem to get burnt off their pathetic officiating. It, it was definitely a, a bad game for the refs. Unfortunately, we have seen a lot of that this season for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, it is time for a complicated question here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I think there are three potential answers. I'm looking forward to seeing which is the most common one. But it is time for Primetime Performer of the Week. So the question is very simple. Who was your Primetime Performer of the game? This is the player of the game. Who was it in your opinion? And I think there are three possibilities. We have not talked about Randy Gregory yet. Randy Gregory got the Primetime Performer of the Game Award last week because of the pressure that he was able to bring play in and play out. Now, I think that you could give it to Dak Prescott as well after the way that he handled things, the way that he handled adversity. But I will say I need to give this one to, to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb had nine catches, 149 yards, and three touch and two touchdowns, excuse me. But those touch, touchdowns were legit. That play, the one that was not the walk-off touchdown, the one that, the, that came before that in the fade throw by Dak Prescott to the end zone, Sometimes we describe some plays like great plays, amazing plays, surprising plays. To me, that was a beautiful play because the execution was perfect. It actually, at some point, seemed like it was in slow motion. Like that, the City Lamp was 
knew exactly where the ball was going to be. Dak Prescott put it exactly where it was supposed to be. And then CeeDee drags his toes. And that was just vintage NFL Films footage. <laughs> so I love that play. CeeDee Lamb gets my primetime performer of the game for this one. I, I thought about maybe giving it to Trevon Diggs, but I think that it would have been more of a a little bit of a biased award since we know how he has been able to take the ball away from the offense week in and week out. But maybe as an individual game, it wasn't enough for me to give him the primetime performer of the game. The runner-up for me is Randy Gregory. CeeDee Lamps is TV Mac. Bal Valentine goes with Dak. Dale Prime goes with Dak Prescott as well. The Reaper says, Dig saved our lives. And honestly, this game could have looked a lot different if it hadn't been for Trevon Diggs' pick six. The cool thing about this is that if you have noticed this, the Dallas Cowboys have had different potential players of the game every single week. And this is what elite, elite teams are supposed to do. Like if someone is not being that guy, if someone is not stepping up, someone else will. And in some ugly games like this one, a lot will. Play of the game, says Manny, was the Wilson catch. It was an insane play, definitely. Cedric Wilson had a good game. Not only that key conversion, but also on third down and two, he he had a good catch as well. He's showing up consistently. And Noah Brown as well. Noah Brown, this play in which he throws out the Steve Farm and gets a huge gain on offense. Like Noah Brown has done a great job of taking that blocker label off of him and making fans forget about it. When we talked about Noah Brown a few years ago or during the offseason and preseason, we talked about his blocking skills. But honestly, he's shown a lot in the catching department as well and in the yards after catch department. He did so today versus the Patriots. So I think that Manny has a point when talking about Cedric Wilson as well. But also, shout out to Noah Brown. And and really shout out to, to Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, and this offense identity that the Cowboys have adopted. This team is not afraid to not force fit the football to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb just because they're your big name guys. They're willing to throw the football on key situations to Cedric Wilson, to Nor Brown. That third and two catch that was a, a quick throw to the right. It looked like a simple play, but it was really aggressive, and it was a tough play to execute for Cedric Wilson. And the Cowboys put the football in his hands instead of in number 88 or number 19. You have to respect not only how Dak Prescott is willing to throw the football to these guys, but how Kellen Moore is actually calling the plays to get the ball on his hands. Because that is a play in which you know that Wilson is getting the the ball nine times out of ten at least from what we saw. So you got to respect how this offense is not afraid of using everyone. And then we're still waiting for Michael Gallup, as Eddie is asking in the chat over at Facebook, when do we get Gallup back? Hopefully after the bye week. We don't know yet, though, for sure. The Cowboys activated for Kelvin Joseph and Sean McKeon for practice. They activated their practice windows, but we have not heard about anyone else on the injured reserve. That includes Michael Gallup, Marcus Lawrence, and Neville Gallimore. Hopefully, we'll know more this week. Unfortunately, says Bal, 
Dak will take it as he is the leader of this team. Without his leadership, no one performs to a high level as they feed off of him. And hopefully Dak Prescott does not miss a single game now that he's dealing with that calf strain. And what you have to love about, about, and I agree with Joshua, Diggs had some blown coverages, especially in that play versus, versus the, with the Monte Cassie in which he struggled as well. But Trevon Diggs was not perfect. And he has not been perfect any single game. We, we, we have talked about this on the show. Uh, in some coverage, he gets beat sometimes. He's far, I would still not use a shutdown corner yet on a label on him, but he's taking the ball away, week in and week out, and he's willing to make plays and take risks and has great ball skills that at least, I know I'm young, I'm 22 years old, but uh, I, have, I had never seen a player like this on the Dallas Cowboys before. Someone that took the ball away that consistently, that is entirely new for me. And at some point you assume the interceptions are going to stop coming. But it's already, we are already down six weeks. Like the Cowboys, the next time they play, it's going to be week eight. So I'm not sure if I can keep betting on the interceptions stopping at any point in the near future. So back to back to what we were saying about CeeDee Lamb. It was cool that he got his signature moment with the Cowboys. He, he has had some good games. He has had some great plays. The Vikings play, for example, a year ago in which he makes that insane catch. But I think this was a, a signature moment for him, walking it off versus the Patriots in a game in which you were leading the team in receiving yards already. You had a great touchdown already, and then you were able to walk it off on overtime in a hostile environment versus Bill Belichick. So CeeDee Lamb getting that, that signature moment was amazing. Damn, you wasn't burned to see Dion. I wasn't indeed. I, I did not see Dean Sanders. Uh, you know, I did not get to see basically everything that's good about the Cowboys history. I did not get to see. <laughs> that that sounded sad, but it's true. Like I have I have never seen the Cowboys play in an NFC championship game ever in my life. But you know, I can wait until January and I will wait patiently until January because We have to assume it will happen, right? We have to assume it will. Uh, should have heard of me on that pick six. My daughter was laughing at me, says Joshua Davis. I actually was kind of in shock. Like, I did not yell. I did not emit a, a single sound. My brother is a New England Patriots fan, but we respect each other a lot because we know how much it means to us. So we, we, we did not mock each other, but I, 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 like, I was in shock. Like, I was like, This did not just happen. Like, Trevon Diggs did not have another pick six again. Like, I could not believe it at that moment. I'm still not sure how this defense will perform against a good offense like the Cardinals. Says one, two, three, ball. And you got to be concerned about the defense, especially because the Patriots came at this team heavy in the run game. And they were being efficient. Actually, here's a number that I wanted to share with you. Let me see if I did not, if I did not close this page. I did. But let me, let, let me find that number very quickly. So if you take a look at EPA per play, you know that I am a fan of efficiency stats and analytics. If you are new to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, you have to know that about me. I love EPA per play. I love DVOA. I think these are very insightful stats that should be 
adopted as mainstream stats in the near future by everyone. But I was looking at EPA per play, which basically measures efficiency and how successful a team is in early downs, late downs, and all of this. And I think this was an interesting number. So the Cowboys had, in total, 0.37 EPA per play, which is a high number when it comes to the passing game. They were a negative 37, 0.37 when rushing the football. But here's, here's what it gets interesting. The Patriots had, and usually this is the other way around, the Patriots had a negative EPA per play when passing the football. Usually it's the other way around. Teams have a higher EPA per play when throwing. But they had a positive EPA per play when rushing the football. And 0.10 in total and 0.14 in early downs, that is a very high number for the Patriots. The Cowboys got a little bit dominated on the trenches and that is of concern. That definitely should be of concern. The Cowboys have really not done a, a great job in pressuring quarterbacks. They came into week six in the bottom 12 in pressure rate. They, Even though Randy Gregory is having some great plays and some great moments, and Michael Parsons as well rushing the passer has looked okay, but the Cowboys as a unit have been bottom 12 when pressuring the the – sorry – the quarterback, and they are, they are allowing big plays. They are looking bad versus tight ends. They were 31st before this week versus tight ends. A lot of things to clean up for this Cowboys defense. I agree with that, and I have said this time and time again on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am not concerned about the Cowboys offense facing elite defenses. We saw that today versus Bill Belichick. Maybe elite is a strong word, but they came into this game ranked very high in just about any stat that you can think of. The Patriots defense did. They have J.C. Jackson, and the Cowboys were able to beat J.C. Jackson for a few plays on this game. I think that as long as Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore are paired together, we're going to see this offense perform versus high-powered defenses. What concerns me for the Dallas Cowboys is facing those elite offenses, though. If this becomes a full-out shootout between two high-powered offenses, I'm concerned about the Cowboys' defense because if they don't take that football away, then you know you're in trouble because the Cowboys, that's what they're living off when it comes to the defensive side of the football. So I agree with that comment, and I share that concern. Uh, I said it three shows ago, says Bal Valentine, I believe the Cardinals are going to be our biggest challenge. I knew that the Cowboys was going to win, says Carroll. Uh, ironic that Allen High School Kyler Murray is the Cowboys' biggest threat. Oh, that is right. That is right. Why did the Pats even throw, says OGP Stone. And it was crazy because at some points it seemed like that was what they should have been doing. But they had a negative EPA per play when throwing the football. And that was, that was something to tell you how they were looking on offense. And if you take a look at those, the, the, the CBS broadcast was putting this stat constantly up there on the screen, which was measuring how many plays each team had in opponents' territory. And it was crazy that the Patriots had about 10 at some point, while the Cowboys had about 34. And the scoreboard was had the Cowboys trailing on the game. So the Cowboys really did shoot themselves on the foot a lot, but they were clearly the most efficient team on the football team 
on the football field, and that will continue to show up during the next few weeks, in my opinion. So, whew, what a game. The Cowboys are 5-1. and one. The Cowboys are favorites to win the NFC East. They're going to be contending, at least for now, for the top seed in the conference. We have a bye week coming up. We will enjoy it here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime, though. And then we'll get, of course, the Vikings, then the Broncos, who lost in a in huge fashion versus the Raiders today, then the Falcons, an easy game, and then a big test that we are all dying to see, which is the Kansas City Chiefs on Week 11. The Chiefs are very bad on defense, but make no mistake about it. A lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon for the Chiefs because they have struggled recently. They are at three losses. They struggled in the first half today versus Washington. But this offense is still ranked as one of the most efficient ones in the NFL. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump off the Chiefs bandwagon yet. This is still a big-time threat for the Cowboys in Week 11. And it will be awesome to watch Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes go at it on that game, which is not, it, it is not prime time. It is at 3.25 p.m. Central Time. So let's go, guys. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for your favorite Cowboys content and Mavericks content. This is what you could read before the game, before the Cowboys Patriots game, but you can go check that out on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Cole Patterson, Shane Carter, Adam Holt, uh, and there are more, Alec Catch. There are a lot of writers on adcsports.com slash Dallas who do a great job covering the Cowboys for you. And also the Mavericks. If you are into the Mavericks, make sure you check that out as well. Hit that like button before you go. Make sure you share the show as well if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. I think tomorrow we will know more about Dak Prescott's injury and we'll discuss it even further on the show. So have a great Sunday. Enjoy Victory Monday tomorrow. If you're going to work, if you're going to school, if you're going wherever, make sure you represent the Dallas Cowboys and follow me on Twitter at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Have a nice, great, epic victory night. Thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow.